Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and today we'll be talking more about the Cal Rittenhouse trial. Day three of deliberations have ended, and the jury was taken home on a bus with blacked-out windows, driven through a crowd of rioting demonstrators and protesters, as the mainstream media likes to call them when they are outright just rioters. Ideologues fist-fighting in front of a courthouse were perhaps the most vital court case, the court case of the decade, or at least one hell of a good court case to kick off the decade. All in all, it's been 14 days of the Cal Rittenhouse trial. We thought it would have been over about five days ago, but it has continued with many twists and turns throughout its development. And now, it's all in the hands of the jury. A hand-selected few who will decide the future of a young 18-year-old named Kyle Rittenhouse. 17 at the time was assaulted and being chased down in Kenosha by three violent criminals. Two of them he fatally shot. One he injured by blowing off three quarters of the bicep on the man's right arm as he tried to snatch the rifle an AR-15 from Rittenhouse's hands. All that and more on this episode of Inside Four Walls. Without any further ado, let's get into it. We have a couple articles to get into today, and I want to start off today by correcting something I... Uh, so... The last two episodes I've done on the topic of Cal Rittenhouse trial and how that's going, I made a false statement, and I wanted to correct that. I said all three men that Kyle shot that night had criminal histories involving unspeakable acts with kids. No, that is just one of them. That is Rosenbaum. All three men do have violent criminal histories, though. So I want to come on here and I want to correct uh, the record. I have a story here from Insider, or an article here from Insider. We're going to, we're going to go over it. Uh, they go into the criminal history of these gentlemen. Gentlemen's being nice to them for no reason. And I can just correct the record. I don't want to come on here and spread, you know, fake news if I can help it. And when I do say something that's like my opinion or my conjecture, I try to make it clear. Uh, any other statements I make while I'm reading an article are grounded in facts and I do my best to back up statements and claims and make it clear when I make my own conjecture. Without any further uh, Ibn Hawing, pardon me. <coughs> mm. Sorry folks. Ah. Got the heat and got the furnace on. It's an old furnace and there's no uh, humidifier so it gets really, I said before, but it gets really dry up here. So I'm all... <laughs> My apologies, folks. So, from Insider, six details the Kyle Rittenhouse jury won't consider when they deliberate the teen's fate, or the teenager's fate, my apologies, by Michelle, by, yeah, Michelle Mark, November 15th, 2021. Let me make this a little bit bigger. There we go. Because I got the eyesight of a damn bat. So the first three points. Several details, Cal Rittenhouse and the men he shot have drawn public scrutiny, but weren't discussed in court. 
point two. Judges tightly control what the jurors do and don't hear, barring information they deem irrelevant or unfair. And point three. Rittenhouse is on trial ah, me, for fatally shooting two men and injuring a third. And has said he acted in self-defense. This isn't a real big article, so we'll get right through it. A Wisconsin jury spent two weeks listening to dozens of witnesses and poring over countless pieces of visual evidence during Kyle Rittenhouse's homicide trial. But a number of details that have drawn attention and sometimes outrage on social media or in the news over the past year never made it to the courtroom. Rittenhouse, now 18, is charged with fatally shooting Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber, as well as injure, injuring Gage Groschwitz. There's a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth about how you pronounce it. I'm going to stick with what I just said for as long as I can pronounce it. So, Groschwitz. Amid civil unrest in Kenosha in 2020, well, August 2020, Rittenhouse has pled not guilty to all the charges against him and testified that he shot the men in self-defense after they attacked him. Judges in criminal trials tightly control what juries do and don't hear, barring any information they deem irrelevant, unfair, confusing, misleading, or harass or hearsay to help boost their cases. Prosecutors and defense attorneys often spend a great deal of time and effort arguing why certain details should be included or excluded at trial. Here are six pieces of information about Rittenhouse and the Kenosha shooting that made headlines but were not deemed appropriate for the jury to consider once they, <clears throat> once they deliberate Rittenhouse's fate allowing closing arguments Monday. Now, as you know, listen to this episode. It's Friday morning, and uh, there we. No one expected us to go into a third night, right? And uh, we're, we'll be going. We'll be going into uh, into what happened when the jury left the courthouse today. But let's get through this article. Unflattering videos of Rittenhouse. Prosecutors wanted to present two videos taken of Rittenhouse in the weeks leading up to the shooting, arguing that they provided, quote, critical insight, end quote, into teenagers' state of mind in the summer of 2020. Kenosha County Circuit Judge Bruce Schus <coughs> Schroeder disagreed in both instances. One of the videos, which circulated widely on social media, showed Rittenhouse punching a girl from behind. Based! Another video... <laughs> Filmed across the street from a CVS pharmacy showed hooded people rushing out of the store, clutching items. Rittenhouse's voice could be heard saying, quote, Bro, I wish I had my fucking AR. I'd start shooting rounds at them. Yeah. Uh, based kid assaults female shoplifter and says, I wish I could smite other shoplifters. Based mad lad certified. Shamey's an AR guy. I'm over here in the uh, Kalashnikov Papa AK corner. Fucking AR soy boy latte drinking bitches. But you know what? Kyle Rittenhouse is base. Moving on. Prosecutors argued at the time that the CBS video showed Rittenhouse, quote, fervently sought to insert himself as an armed vigilante 
into situations that had nothing to do with him. He's like uh, Batman, but uses guns and dresses like the kid from the Disney show Recess. Bet. End quote, by the way. But Schroeder said Rittenhouse's actions in the videos couldn't reasonably be compared to the situation he faced in Kenosha on August 25th, 2020. Sorry about that. Uh, is is this better? I did not realize the wrong microphone was active at the time. Oops. But anyway, continuing from where we left off, my apologies. Uh, let's see. Uh, Schroeder said Rittenhouse's actions in the videos could reasonably be compared to the situation he faced in Kenosha on August 25th, 2020. Now let's move on. The criminal record of Rosenbaum, Huber, and Groschwitz. All three men shot by Rittenhouse had criminal records, though the jury remained unaware of most of them throughout the trial. Bullshit. Sorry, I'm jumping in right quick. I know when you're on the jury, you're supposed to not go online. You're not supposed to do any research of your own. Just build your, your, your belief off of what you hear right there. Problem is, no one fucking does that. We are in the era of phones, man. The internet in our fucking pockets. This isn't as easy as it used to be, where people could just say, oh, I'm not reading the newspaper for the week, or I'm not watching the, the news for for the week. No, 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 no. I'm just going to watch anything else or, or go do anything else. No, it's in the phones. It's a pop-up fucking news article, especially if you're on the Rittenhouse case, dude. Every major news arti- arti- like news outlet is doing articles on it or live streaming it every day, four, five, six hours at a time. Big names on the right, big names on the left. Uh, major just, <clears throat> you know, NPC, MSN articles and outlets. Just 24-7 pumping this shit out, man. I get 50, 60 notifications a day on this goddamn thing. It's just because I have a bunch of news apps on my phone. I'm being a little hyperbolic. It's maybe more like 10. So, I, I just don't buy that. I'm sorry. These people went out and they looked up who these men were. They've been reading what people have been saying about it in the media. I'm sure they've been watching. I'm sure most a lot of these people, or at least some of the people there, statistically speaking, have probably watched the same uh, some of the same people like Stephen Crowder that I've been watching talking about this. My point being is, I guarantee you, nobody there is going in this using only information they've gotten from the fucking. Uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, from from being in, in the fucking jury. No, they've gone on, they've done their own research, talked to friends and family, have had people tell them, like, hey, man, you should have into account, blah, 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 blah. Maybe there's a couple that, that have done just fucking the Amish lifestyle. I don't know. But, but let, let's carry on. Make sure... A little more like, is this using the right microphone? Okay. All three, men, all three men shot by Rittenhouse had criminal records, though the jury remained unaware of most of them throughout the trial. I just want to that. But in September, Schroeder denied a motion from Rittenhouse's defense attorneys to bring up Rosenbaum's criminal history at trial. The defense had wanted to argue that Rosenbaum was trying to steal Rittenhouse's gun, 
since Rosenbaum's status as a felon prevented him from buying one legally. Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time of the shootings, had a friend purchase... I might be mistaken about this, but to my understanding, he did not have his friend purchase it for him. His friend had it, had already purchased, purchased it somewhat recently, and, like, given it to him for when he was there. But I, I can't speak with any certainty. I, I, I feel like I remember it being that it wasn't bought specifically for him. It was already his friend's, and his friend gave it to him. But anyway, moving on. A friend purchased an AR-15 for him had been charged with one count of possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18. Schroeder dismissed that charge on Monday. Meaning there will be no gun charges uh, ruled on. That was a major win, by the way. A lot of people didn't think that that would happen, but it did. Rosenbaum spent roughly 15 years in prison in his early adulthood, according to Arizona prison records. Court documents show that Rosenbaum was accused of sexually abusing five preteen boys in 2002 and was indicted on 11 counts of child molestation and eventually pled guilty to one amended count of sexual conduct with a minor. That is the same guy who I played the audio of yesterday. I'm going around saying, quote, shoot me nigga repeatedly. The white, bald, ginger, chubby-ass Bill Burr look-alike chased down a 17-year-old boy trying to gra- trying to steal his firearm, yelling, "Fuck you, fuck you." I mean, what would you do? You're a 17-year-old boy and a and a husky, bald, ginger, sweaty, shirtless pedophiles chasing you down. Wouldn't you be horrified? I'd be horrified. And then again, even with the context, Kyle had the time, not knowing the criminal record, of course, but Kyle just had the context of scary, fat, chubby, bald man with uh, with a ginger beard chasing me, yelling, fuck you, fuck you, hours, in the, hours early in the day, and this is a real thing, hours in the day had said, if I get any of you alone tonight, I'll fucking kill you. That's Rosenbaum. That's the person who... That's one of the two people who died. And everyone's trying to go, Oh, but but this, this guy... He literally threw his... The, the bag... There's a video of him throwing a bag at Kyle. That bag is literally his... Like... Uh, like, psych clinic. Like, travel bag. Like, when you leave and they give you your bag. A little clear drawstring bag full of shit. Like, from the hospital. That's what that fucking was. Yeah. Ugh. This is just the worst of the worst. And he shot three of these horrible fucking dudes just at random attacking him. Pop, pop, pop. All three violent criminals. But moving on. And eventually pled guilty to two amended counts of sexual conduct with a minor. So let's do a fucking wrap up on that. 15 years in prison in his early adulthood in Arizona, right? He was accused of sexually abusing five preteen boys in 2002 
and was indicted on 11 counts of child molestation and eventually pled guilty to two amend, uh, amended counts of sexual conduct with minors. Are you fucking kidding me? And, I mean, there's something worse. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna see if I can... Uh, I'll do it later on. I'm gonna see if I can try and find his these guys' individual criminal databases and I'll read off of them. Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger, or Little Binger. Again, I said he looked like Littlefinger early on, and now... And then, like, a couple days later, I started seeing everybody calling him Little Binger. I didn't call him Little Binger. I just said, doesn't this guy look like Little, like Little Finger from Game of Thrones? Wearing glasses. And then I started seeing that meme everywhere. I'm not saying I, uh, I'm the the uh, the arbiter, the creator of, of that meme. But, yeah, that was totally my joke. Moving on. Argue that some of Rittenhouse's supporters online had appeared thankful that Rittenhouse fatally shot a convicted sex offender. A der? Uh, yeah, uh, you know what we used to do in the good old days if you had a pedophile or a child fucker in town? You'd shoot him. Wild, wild west day style. You know, you find him, you drag him out. I don't shoot, I don't shoot my son. Your son touched little Billy. Bam! Kablam! Or a public hanging. Something. Back in the day, you could handle this problem this, the way it was handled uh, that day. I don't think anybody's going to cry that a, a fucking child molesting, child fucking rapist got shot. I'm sorry. Is anyone upset? Tell me in the comments if you're upset. Because here, if you really think it's that bad that a pedophile was fucking shot to death that night. Uh, tell me in the comments, man. You better be willing to stand by your name being online with that fucking comment. I defend a pedophile. Oh, I'll be looking in the comments. Let's see if anyone fucking says anything. I'm not gonna look on all the platforms this podcast is on. I'll, I'll get like a couple, maybe. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead, defend that in the comments. Quote: We don't want the jury. To decide this was justified because he got a pedophile off the streets, Binger said. <laughs> Who is writing this season of Earth? No, 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 fuck that. Who is writing the subseries, the spinoff of this of the sitcom Earth, uh, the sick sitcom Earth America? Who is writing this shit? Quote. We don't want the jury to decide this was justified because he got a pedophile off the streets, Binger said. The fucking state prosecutor, the guy trying to put Rittenhouse in jail, literally just said, yeah, we don't want people to think it's a good thing that he got a pedophile off the streets. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, Littlefinger's got, got his fucking Game of Thrones fans. Let's see if Little Binger's got, got, got fans out there. Holy shit. This is such a horrible fucking defense attorney or uh, prosecutor. My, my bad. Huber pled guilty in 2013 to two felony counts of strangulation and suffocation and false imprisonment. Holy shit. 
In 2013, two felony counts of strangulation and suffocation and false imprisonment. Court records show. Fuck me, man. Okay, so first guy's a child fucker, and then now we got fucking the the fucking uh, choking joker over here. According to a criminal complaint, Rittenhouse defense attorneys cited without the jury present, Huber had pulled a knife on his brother and grandmother. Not grandma! Bro, you gotta wear a mask too, man. Look, we gotta wear a mask so we don't kill grandma. This motherfucker's stabbing grandma! What the fuck? He pulled a knife on granny? I mean, bitch probably burnt the fucking cookies. I'll give him that much. But damn! And on your own brother? Dog, I got some crazy characters in my in my fucking sibling lineup. Holy shit, though! A fucking... Dude, I got a metal pellet in my butt cheek from my brother shooting me with a pump-up BB gun. And even that, you know, is, like, pretty extreme, right? Like, most people are like, wow, your brother shot you with a BB gun? That's fucked up. And this guy is like, I'm gonna fucking yank a fucking stick on, on, on my bro over here. It's fucking shiv-shiv, dog. What the fuck? I was... Someone really called me out and was like, You know, they weren't all pedophiles. Like, oh, you're right. You're right. But, uh, it's not like they were all much better. And one was. So fuck you, dude. Random fucko on Stitcher. Leaving comments. Also, I'm, I'm now on Stitcher. Throwing that out there. Who the fuck uses that platform? But I, I'm on it. It's uh, it's new tech. Moving on. And choked his brother amid an argument about house cleaning. Kenosha County jail records show that Huber, Huber spent a little over four months behind bars and was released on probation. Hold up. So your name's Huber? Huber? Your name's Huber, and you're pulling knives on people and choking motherfuckers. And your name's Huber? That's very misleading, man. If I met somebody named Huber, I'd be like, oh, you posh or something? That sounds like, indeed, Jerry Hope, hip, hip, my name's Huber. The fuck? Over here, stabbing motherfuckers. And now let's move on to... The one who lived. Literally, everybody is calling this guy the lone survivor. The one who lived. Oh my god. He's a horrible person. Can you stop acting like he's Harry Potter? For the love of god. Grosskritz confirmed on the witness stand that he had previously been convicted of a crime but did not tell the jury what it was. Wisconsin court records show he pled guilty in 2016 to one misdemeanor count of being armed while intoxicated. This motherfucker was drunk with a gun. So details about Huber's personality and history. Though Groschewitz was able to tell the jury he ran after Rittenhouse that night 
after Rittenhouse that night because he believed the teenager was an active shooter. Hoover's exact motivations for chasing the teenagers and hitting him with a skateboard remain unknown. He just wanted to see if he could do a sick flip. <laughs> Maybe he was just try- trying to, like, like grind, uh, uh, like, just do a, a sick kick flip off somebody's dome that night. Prosecutors sought to answer that question by calling Hoover's great aunt. Ah, Come on, man. Her, his great aunt? Do you have anybody? Maybe a brother? A cousin? What the fuck? Great aunt, huh? Great aunt. Prosecutors sought to answer that question by calling on Hooper's great aunt, Susan Hughes, to the witness stand. To tell the jury about occasions where Huber had acted heroically. The the dude who likes to, to strangle people to death. Heroic. We call him Exfixia. Ba-da-da! I want to read that DC comic. The fuck... Uh, what, what would DC stand for if they had uh, superheroes who just choked people to death and were violent criminals? Dom chokes. Moving on. Where Huber acted heroically, but Rittenhouse's attorneys objected when Hughes said she'd seen her grand nephew run towards the danger. stop you, but my hands are rheumatic. The fuck? I might be wrong, but I'm just picturing some old delirious granny, or someone who looks like, why are they selling chocolate? You know what I mean? Shout out to people who know what I mean with that reference. The defense said, if prosecutors portrayed Huber as quote, peaceful, then they would introduce evidence of his previous criminal conduct. Yeah, but I say it's kind of hard when you're, you know, known for strangling and killing people to uh, be portrayed as heroic. At one point, Rittenhouse's attorney, Corey Cherifsi, I definitely mispronounced that name, but who cares? You're literally defending a strangler angular. Read from a criminal complaint alleging that Huber had once had a six-inch butcher knife to his brother's throat, ear, and stomach. He went back multiple times for a threat. Quote, Mr. Huber told his brother that if he didn't start cleaning a room in the house, he was going to gut him like a pig, his attorney said. Reading from the complaint, quote, Mr. Huber, Huber, told his brother that if he had stopped cleaning, he would kill him. That's like some shit like a, a Jerry Springer alcoholic stepfather would say. And if you don't clean your room, I'm going to beat you with the fucking belt end. <laughs> the buckle end. <laughs> Though Schroeder didn't, didn't ban Hughes' testimony about Huber's supposed heroics. Again, it's a little hard to describe that as heroic. <laughs> or anything about this man as heroic. Now he heroically jumped in front of that AR-15's fucking, fucking bullet and, ca- and caught it died. So heroic. <laughs> Taking that 
fucking lunging face first into that bullet. Bravest fucking thing he's ever done for society. Though Schroeder didn't ban Hughes' testimony about Huber's supposed heroics, he said defense attorneys would be able to bring up Huber's criminal history if prosecutors pursued their lines of questioning. Prosecutors opted to cut Hughes' testimony short instead. I fucking, I wonder why. Who'd have thunk it, huh, boys? Ah, man. Well, I'm really happy I'm reading this. Starting an 8 o'clock upload in a good fucking mood. Woo, we're upbeat. Also, I've had like five Red Bulls. Smoke some, smoke some sativa. Woo. I'm in a good mood. And this article is just kind of fucking funny and tragic all at the same time. They were all white guys. I mean, not that I care. The media really cares. And a lot of people seem to think think we uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is racist because he shot three black guys. Though Michael Jackson was at that protest, right? Hypothetically speaking, Michael Jackson was alive at that protest. And he, and, and he got shot by Kyle Rittenhouse... Would they would they say black man shot and killed by a white supremacist, or or would they say uh, a white guy killed by a like, like white? I, I don't know. That joke's going nowhere. I'm sorry. Rosenbaum psychiatric care in the days before the shooting. Here we go. Remember when I said that bag he threw was his discharge bag? Here we go. The jury, the jury heard only select details about Rosenbaum's mental state before the shootings. Rosenbaum had been released from the hospital just hours before the Kenosha shootings, where he had been under psychiatric care following a suicide attempt. Well, you know, quite frankly, the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse is in trouble for shooting him just seems like it's really ungrateful. I, I have to say, it sounds like it's kind of what Rosenbaum wanted. Rosenbaum, quite frankly, died doing what he loved. Chasing an underage boy. It's quite poetic, actually. It's one to... It's one to make you pull out the acoustic guitar and write a ballad about him. Yeah. It's always heartwarming when a man dies doing what he loves. Like, if someone shot me right now, I, I would die running a joke into the ground. Hmm. Rittenhouse's attorney sought to portray Rosenbaum as unstable and violent in the hours and minutes leading up to the shootings. Well, yeah, he's a violent child rapist. With suicidal tendencies and just got out of a psychiatric hospital. Decided, I'm going to attack a kid with a gun. <laughs> uh, I mean, it seems like a pretty apt depiction. The judge should just say... Well, the shoe fits. <laughs> Wear it. In the hours and minutes leading up to the shootings, a number of witnesses, both for the prosecution and the defense, testified that they had seen Rosenbaum acting, quote, belligerently, end quote, or erratically, end quote, at various points. The witness said Rosenbaum verbally threatened Rittenhouse and others, confronted people, set fires, and shouted, the N-word, and wielded a chain. Maybe he's from the Joe Biden school of fighting. I took a, I said I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. You're dipping it in water, you're banging around the barrel. Joe Biden gives you some good fighting advice. 
you know, living that hard West Side Story gang life. Though the defense was prompt to question Rosenbaum's fiance. Yeah, I remember. This is that black chick in the wheelchair that everybody wanted. All these outlets came out about. Rosenbaum's fiance, a paraplegic fucking. What is she? Her legs don't work? Whatever. A black lady, a disabled black lady in a wheelchair. Rosenbaum was her sole care provider, and that was all bullshit. Uh, I guess, like, I'm not sure on this one. I didn't look too closely into this one either. Like, they had just broken up months prior, and that was, like, what led to his suicide attempt. Is there a breakup? Or they had just gotten back together. That, that's gone back and forth a bunch of times. Sort of superfluous information, really. It doesn't matter. But everybody was just, like, harping on the disabled lady angle. When really it had nothing to do with this. It was just trying to make a pedophile look good. Again, you're really running cover for good people. We're doing great things, MSN. We're doing great fucking things, man. Just progressive media, all you guys, fucking the AP, HuffPost, all of you, just doing great fucking things, running cover for these people. God, I hate. I hate some media outlets. Ugh. Fiance, Kieran Stewart, about the medications he had been taking for bipolar disorder. Schroeder did not allow them to ask Stewart or Swart in front of the jury about why Rosenbaum had been hospitalized in the first place. Uh, I'm not reading this whole article. I'm just going through, picking up term pieces. I'm leaving this article in the description of this podcast so you can go read the entire thing. I only read the parts that were were related to me talking about the individual records of these three men. So that being said, this article is from Insider. It's by Michelle Mark. Six details the Kyle Rittenhouse jury won't consider. When they deliberate the teenager's fate. Now let's move on to the next article. But first, a word from our sponsors. Join me at Donald Trump's House of Wings. You know our wings will make you happy. We now go into an article that just leaves... It it leaves a horrible taste in my fucking mouth. It really does. And I... Well, I I got a lot to say on this, and I'll say it throughout this article. I don't want to just go on a a rant right right above here. By the way, Joe Biden's approval rating just went under 36%. It's cratering so hard, man. I got family, like I've said before, I got family that's very progressive, and they are all like, get Trump out of office, Biden's gonna save America. And it's literally just, oh man, two of them, two of them are still like, he's doing fine. Then they just, they just love feeling the government's boot on, on the back of their heads, it makes them very comfortable. But I got a couple, man, and they're just like, 
yeah, I'm, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm not doing that one again. It's like, yeah, there you go. You know, it's happening. The great, the what's the what's the joke? The Great Awakening. But let's get into this article here. Over at TimCast.com. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to using this site too a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm excited. I want to start and use a lot of articles from the TimCast uh, uh, news board. Uh, not all of them, you know, I, I, but I, I'm looking forward to using them as a reference. But let's get into this. MSNBC banned from remainder of Rittenhouse trial after employee allegedly followed jury bus. Published November 18th, 2021. By Cassandra Fairbanks. Ooh, Cassandra. I like Cassandra Fairbanks. MSNBC has been banned from the remainder of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial after one of their employees allegedly followed the jury bus on Wednesday evening. Judge Bruce Schroeder called the matter, quote, deeply disturbing. Yeah, it fucking is. And, and why? What are you going to do with it? I know what you're going to fucking do with it. Let me ask you a question. What story can they write about the jury? What story can can the news write about the jury? Well, theoretically, anything they want. But they shouldn't write anything because we should know about the jury. We should know who they are, their names, nothing. We've had people kicked out of the courtroom already for taking pictures. They had a guy who, or, or a lady who was recording who was part of like an activist group who eventually got booted out. But not immediately. She was filming a video and the judge was like, Hey, boy, you there. You need to delete that. I don't know how people in Wisconsin talk. I know they have an accent, but I can't do it. Anyway, he, she was like, oh, yeah, here, I'll, I'll delete it on camera. Or not camera, but, like, in, in front of, like, like the bailiff. And let me guess. It's just, like, a move to trash thing. I may be wrong. Uh, I haven't seen that footage come up, and I've been looking for it. But. No. They were going to dox the fucking jury. Long story short, they were going to dox the fucking jury. There's no story. That they can do now. Okay, if you want to be a little, a little lenient, and maybe give them like for some reason a benefit of the doubt, hypothetically, the the one percent chance, right? The one percent fucking chance, right? That they, they were taking pic, they wanted pictures so they could do follow up interviews after the trial is over. And even then, that doesn't really make sense because after the trial is over, this court, this court, all this will all become a matter of public record. So. The jury members would be known anyway if you wanted a freedom of information request. If they wanted to do a follow-up. So they didn't even need to do this. If anything, this was the dumb, risky move. No, they were going to dox the fucking jury. They want to get these people's faces out there. Like I see the headline now. Breaking MSNBC brings you Meet the faces of the Rittenhouse jury. And it's going to be their names, who they are, where they came from. And by the way, I don't know if this was going to go into it, but when the guy got caught, he ran some red lights, and that's how, how, they, how the cops pulled him over and they found out what he was doing. Uh, he, he named a, an MSNBC journalist and she deleted all of her shit her linkedin everything just gone let's continue quote 
I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building, Schroeder said. Quote, this is a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely, it would go without much thinking that someone was following a jury bus. But this is an extremely serious matter, and will be referred to will be referred to the proper authorities. End quote. Kenosha News reports that the employee James Lee Morrison was one of the network's producers. Kenosha police announced earlier in the day that a man taken into custody after attempting to photograph jurors. Channel Five Chicago NBC also stated a producer was the party involved on. Thursday morning. <clears throat> Morrison said that he was acting on the orders of his boss in New York, identified as Irene Byron. The woman he named is a producer at MSNBC, according to her LinkedIn, which she has now deleted. We have a tweet here from Tim Pool. Irene Byron implicated in instructing a reporter to follow the jury bus as neuter LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Court TV reporter claims to know Morrison. This is looking legit like MSNBC tried to expose the juror's identity. Is there any... It's a video, but there is... uh... Yeah, no, but it's just a video. Uh, I'll leave a link to this article too so you can watch the video. It's just him going to the LinkedIn page and all the accounts is suddenly vanish. Moving on. MSNBC's coverage of the trial has been heavily biased. Host Joy Reid recently made headlines for her mockery of the teenager crying during his testimony and referring to him as a vigilante. Quote, But in America, there's a thing about both white vigilantism and white tears, particularly male tears. Really, white tears in general, because... That's what Karens are, right? Reed asked, quote, They can Karen out, and then as soon as they get caught, bring the waterworks. First off, I'm gonna go to meme responses, right? Remember that lady who called the cops on a black family having a barbecue, and we all called her Barbecue Karen? Everybody made fun of her, and she was sitting there on her phone with her glasses. Everybody was just mocking her across the line. She started crying. Everybody was pointing and laughing at her. I'm sorry, no. White tears don't make anybody feel bad for Karens. I don't give a fuck. Karens are, are funnier than when they explode and start crying. I got a video on my Rumble account of a fucking Karen showing up to a Trump rally I was filming. And she starts yelling and harassing people and everybody gangs up on her. And when I say gang up on her, I mean they just start like bombarding her with facts and, and mocking her behavior and then she just breaks down and starts crying and then I'm laughing. Second off, there's a huge thing about men crying. Not to get all MGTOW, right? But hear me out. Men aren't supposed to cry. Women cry all the time. Women in a relationship will cry about their day, stress, what they're going through. That's how women process emotions. Not all of them, but a good number of them process it through experience and exploring that emotion in the moment. And a lot of times that results in them crying to help process and get through a hard time. Men... We sort of just put that shit in. You know, we might like, like, like smoke a cigarette, smoke a joint, and just sit there and think about what we did. We might 
punch a little, like a punching bag, do some working out. We might even make a fucking podcast where we yell about politics to let let the frustrations out. Just to get that that energy out. Not naming any fucking names here. Judgmental pricks. Now and and when men cry, look, I mean, forgive me, this might sound kind of bad. But uh, men, when when your girlfriend cries, you're like, oh hun, it's like an immediate thing. Like, like oh, oh, we're doing this right now. Okay, what's uh what's going on? But women, I guarantee you, when you see a man cry, you're like, oh, this is something different. Maybe it's just my experience, and some of the women I've talked to said they don't really know what to do when when their man has like an emotional moment. And men don't usually cry. I've, uh, personally, I've cried when, when some family members have died. There's that many times I've cried in front of somebody I'm romantically involved with. There's that many times I've cried, period, after, like, fucking like fifth or sixth grade. I remember the last time I, I, I actively cried? It was, uh, I, I was in, like, junior high and somebody stole my bike. I got really emotional about that because I really liked that bike and it looked the first bike I learned how to work on. Somebody saw that shit. Oh, I was so angry. I still am now that I'm thinking about it. But fuck you, bitch. Seriously. White tears and Karen. No one has ever defended a Karen. People on the right and left have always made fun of Karens. People make fun of Karens. I don't. This is a kid who was 17 years old, he was a lifeguard. He's going to school, he was going to school at the time, and is now going to school still for nursing. He went there, he was cleaning up graffiti, offering first aid. We have videos of him cleaning walls, providing first aid to people, helping cops around, like, the, the perimeter or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the scene. At, like, like, a day before all this went down. And then three criminals hunt him down and start attacking him. Throwing shit at him, hitting him with trying to hit him with a skateboard, punching him, trying to grab his rifle out of his hands, and he had to shoot. And that kid only shot these three men. He fired his gun three times that night. All three hit their fucking mark, and one one lived. I guarantee you, this kid is fucking traumatized. And I mean, I, I watched that sentence, and that kid is a hideous fucking cryer. Like, I, I, there are some good memes about with that kid's crying face. I'm not gonna lie, there's some good Rittenhouse crying memes out there. I laughed at some of them, even the ones I politically disagree with. And they got a fucking chuckle out of me. There's a 50 50 chance that the thumbnail of this video is a crying Rittenhouse meme. I'm just saying right now. I really don't know what it is yet, but now that I've talked about it, that might be fucking it. But you start hyperventilating and breaking down. I don't care how good of an actor you are. That is a special kind of fucking breakdown. It's that crying that, that like, it hurts to breathe and you start hiccuping, kind of. It was some ugly shit. You had, like, a panic attack. Some sort of, like, PTSD type, like, you pop a balloon next to a Marine's head. He starts having, like, nom flashbacks kind of shit. He's a traumatized teen and you got a lady on national news just mocking him. And Joy Reid is a host on MSNBC, the same channel that's trying to dox the fucking jurors. It's disgusting. The jury is currently in the midst of deliberations, which began on Monday. The jurors 
The 12 jurors selected to decide the teenager's fate include seven women and five men. Yeah, supposedly right now it's a split right down the middle of like people trying not to. Um... So I've heard it's either two people who are holding out or as a split down the middle. There's two sources coming out and talking about it. I don't know which I believe. An 18-year-old is facing first-degree reckless homicide, first-degree intentional homicide, attempted first-degree intentional homicide, and two counts of first-degree recklessly endangering safety for shooting three people, two of them fatally, during the riots in Kenosha last August. Rittenhouse maintains that he has been that he had acted in self-defense as he was in imminent danger. Updates through several outlets have stated that Morrison was a producer. A statement issued by MSNBC says he was a freelancer. Their statements read, quote, Last night a freelancer received a traffic citation while the traffic violation took place near the jury van. The freelancer had never contacted or been identified to two to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them. The statement said, quote, we regret the incident and will fully cooperate with the authorities on any investigation. Scum of these, of the earth. These people are vile and belong in hell. Say what you will about Donald Trump, but one thing he got 100% right is that the media is the true enemy of the people. This is so insanely fucking preposterous and disgusting. But here we are. This is this is the weaponized day. This is the weaponized media that we have in this day and age. The mainstream media has really just become an arm, right? It's become an active arm and mouthpiece of the political establishment. And it has turned its its glaring hate on so many people. Right now, with everything I've seen in this country... Now, first off, let's talk about this, right? Even if he's a freelancer. So that's something... This is my wheelhouse. A stringer. I bet I can talk about this. Stringer is something that I've done and gotten paid for. Stringer means I go out to a scene with my GoPro or whatever camera equipment I might have. (sighs) I got to tickle the back of my throat. So for me, I got three GoPros, right? GoPros a nice camera for for the kind of shit I've done. For uh, like, I like to go to protests. If you seen my Rumble, by the way, the Rumble is outside four walls. You can find me there. I I, uh, I go to like Trump rallies, Biden events, any sort of political gathering when, when I when I can. And I film it. Uh, a lot of the footage I get of like real shit, I end up having. I, I've sold and have NDAs with, or you know, I don't even have like a a side. Uh, what's it called? A cosign? Ah, I can't remember. There's a term for when they credit you, like on the like they give you like a little side credit in the corner. There's a there's a term for that. And I can't remember what it's called. But listen, so. Uh, <clears throat> just in my experience with like conflict footage, right? A stringer has no affiliation 
to the news network, right? They'll go into like a hostile event and they will film everything around them and sell it to, to like the mainstream media. Let's say it's CNN, right? They'll sell their, their riot footage to CNN. CNN will buy it, say thank you very much, and they'll act as if it was their own journalist who got it and they'll run the footage. It's kind of like how TMZ gets like people buys the footage and pictures from people of celebrities that they, they run on, on their fucking shit show. I'm a liar. Fucking hate that show. Now, why do they like to use stringers? Simple. If they send their own cameramen and reporters on the ground into the riots and the reporters get injured or killed or their camera equipment gets stolen or damaged, their insurance price goes through the fucking roof. If somebody like me with a GoPro goes into the crowd and gets fucking killed getting footage, it comes back to them in no fucking way. They can claim they didn't know know me, they didn't want the footage, or, or I was just like a freelancer, just on my own. It doesn't have to come back to them in any official way. And I said, like I said, if I died, right, or if I got gravely injured, that would be my own wounds. Look, this guy got pulled over and said, I got hired and worked for MSNBC to follow the jurors and get their pictures, get who they are, and get this footage back to MSNBC. Disgusting. Then again, my, my only experience doing a stringer is filming just political talks like Tea Party. Well, not Tea Party, but like uh, they're kind of like Tea Party movements. So they're, they're like these little anti-tax, uh, pro-America first kind of groups that gather and they, they do talks about CRT and shit like that. Film some of them. But let's move on. So we now move on to the last article for this upload of Inside Four Walls. And this article is from The Independent, written by Alex Woodward, published eight hours ago as a time of recording. We're only going to read certain parts of this article. We're not going to read the whole thing. We're not going to go in depth into it. There's just a point that I wanted to get out and have it cooperated. I'll have a link to this article if you want to read the whole thing. Typically, if I, if I only read part of an article, I try to put it in the comments so you can read the whole thing and see I'm not just cherry-picking what I read out of it. Or at least not cherry-picking to take it out of context, just to either back up a point or something I've said offhanded. Now let's go. Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Journalists did not photograph or contact jurors during the traffic incident, NBC says. Kenosha police says that there was no breach of jury. Black and uh, went through a red light, pulled him over and inquired of him what was going on and he gave that information and stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon in New York to follow the jury bus. Uh, the matter is uh, under further investigation at this point. Um, and the media has asked questions about it. That's the latest I have. Um, and he was ticketed for uh, violating a traffic control signal. Uh, he's not here today from what I'm told. And um, 
I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Uh, this is a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely, it, it, it would go without much thinking that someone who is following a jury bus uh, that is a very ex it's extremely serious matter. And uh, will be referred to the uh, proper authorities for further action. Update: Rittenhouse judge bars NBC and MSNBC from court. Meaning there has been an update to the story that I didn't even know about till now. I was reading NBC and I was like, "Wait, what?" And yeah, okay. So, like we said in the last article we read, they said the guy was not supposed to contact or talk to any of the jurors and he got stopped following the bus before he got to them so he didn't get the chance to do it that doesn't change the fact that he was there following the jury bus so your journalist did not photograph or contact jurors during the traffic incident NBC says it's sort of a superfluous title but I'm going to read some of this a freelance journalist for NBC News who was cited for a traffic violation near a bus transporting jurors in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, did not photograph, contact, or intend to contact the jury according to a statement from the outlet. So someone is taking responsibility in owning this man's actions. Ooh, so in a roundabout way, you're admitting to, to this guy being beaten up you. I'm not defending it. Ooh. The incident prompted the judge presiding over the trial to bar MSNBC from the courtroom throughout the duration of the of the trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The jurors continued the third day of deliberations on the verdict. Quote, Last night, a freelancer received the citation while the traffic violation took place. Near the jury van, the freelancer never contacted or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them, the statement said. Then why was he there? And why did he say that's what he was planning on doing? And then, why did he say that he was sent there <laughs> by that fucking lady? Who deleted all of her online... Like, she deleted her Twitter, her, her Facebook, her YouTube, all of her social media, and removed her LinkedIn page. But this guy, oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally... I'm just happening to be working on behalf of this lady, just following this bus around, you know, as you do... During the most, during so far, the most consequential fucking trial of the decade. All right, like, like it's safe to say that this is like like the decade just started, and we had this high-profile trial where it's not just Kyle Rittenhouse on trial. It's your right to self-defense on trial. Your right, the Second Amendment on trial. The Second Amendment itself is actually on fucking trial right now. Well, we regret this incident. And will fully cooperate with the authorities on any investigation, NBC told NBC News said. A statement from the Kenosha Police Department said that, quote, There was no breach of security regarding the jury, nor were there any photographs obtained following the traffic stop. I hope we find out that that's not bullshit. Jurors have been transported to the courthouse in a sealed bus 
with blacked out windows so they're not seeing demonstrators, billboards, or other images related to the trial. That's right, folks. This is what I said we'd get into. They are driving the fucking court bus through the rioting protesters and demonstrators or rioters, whatever you choose to fucking call them. The bus is going through the crowd regularly. That is just fucking wild. They had the windows blacked out so that no one in the crowd can see who the jurors are and the jurors can't see the people outside. Literally fist fighting, smashing each other with shit, or yelling at the bus. And there were tweets talking about shit being thrown at the bus. But, and then this is just like a normal school bus, basically, with blacked out windows. That metal is not thick. Those windows are not soundproof. There are people with blow horns. They can hear them. When you watch the live stream of the trial, you can hear the fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the microphone. The megaphone. You can hear the megaphone blaring in the background. I, I have a, I have some footage here from outside. It's news footage from uh, NBC News. You hear that? That that is a lady on a megaphone screaming into the crowd. They're going after our children. Yes. Don't you understand yet? Hey, oh, uh, this one guy, Parish Nation. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen his live streams before. That's cool. These are globalists who want to destroy our country. We know that Rittenhouse did not come here with a fully loaded, illegally possessed AR-15 to protect some used car. <laughs> If a black man had traveled with the, with the same intentions, like he said, to help people, but somehow traveled with a gun and killed people, do you think it would be this way? <laughs> Not at all. The test would already be over with. They wouldn't have to deliberate this long. I'm here to support Kyle Rittenhouse and support the second. I will say, they showed like one person who was against Kyle Rittenhouse. It seems like everybody they've interviewed there is all uh, pro Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm kind of surprised. Amendment our right to defend ourselves when law enforcement or National Guard isn't protecting our communities. You know, so I know what Kyle was experiencing that night wholeheartedly. So I'm very passionate about being out here, even when my life's at risk right now because I have an opposing sign. I still feel like I need to be out. But yeah, there are multiple people there with mega with with blow horns, megaphones, and you think people on the bus can't hear that? And now, now that you know that these people, right? These people went home and they found headlines talking about a journalist chasing the bus down, running red lights to get pictures of their faces. And the judge talked about it too. I'm scared for this kid, man. Jurors have been transported to the courthouse in a sealed bus with blacked out windows, so they're not able to see demonstrators, 
billboards, or other images related to the trial. Judge Bruce Schroeder told the court on the 18th of November that the incident is a very serious matter and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, end quote. Judges barred MSNBC from the courtroom throughout the duration of his trial. The Independent requested additional comments from MSNBC and the Kenosha Police Department. Mr. Rittenhouse faces five felonies after fatally shooting two men and injuring another in the aftermath of the police uh, brutality protest on August 25th. 2020, the jurors deliberated for nearly 17 hours of as of Thursday morning. Now in the 14th day, the trial, which is being televised, has drawn international news attention and has pulled the judge, defense attorney, and prosecutors into the proceedings into a 24-hour news cycle and partisan political coverage. Yeah, I will say the only thing however now is this fucking mur- guilty of is murdering this prosecutor's entire fucking future and his career. God damn. Oh man, I I don't know. I I, I literally think it's gonna come out of the worst case scenario that I predicted. Like I said I like like I said the honest outcome would be the worst possible outcome. The jury come back and says guilty on all charges, and the judge says no. Case dismissed with uh, with prejudice. And that's it. That's the powder keg. That's when everything blows the fuck up. That's when 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 the when when the boom hits right and man you got a crowd out there yelling and, and screaming we had a guy who got stopped by the cops there's footage of this he had a sign in favor called Rittenhouse and then they they start ripping the guy grabs the sign pulls it down and rips the cardboard off of it they start screaming that he has a weapon because he's holding the stick that used to have the sign glued like taped to it But we also need to just be thankful. We live in a country where this is being televised. You know how many countries where that would like like a case like this would never be televised? Like where where no big time court cases are ever televised. Most countries don't allow this kind of kind of thing to be on TV. And here in America, it's it it you see it. As transparent as, as the network showing it is allow is, is willing to be. So, we're almost done with this article. Let's wrap this up and wrap this episode up. Over two weeks, jurors watched more than a dozen pieces of video, including live streams and interviews with Mr. Rittenhouse gave moments before he fired his gun. Body camera footage and aerial video from the FBI. Yeah! Why is... Why? Why? No one's talking about that. Why was the FBI there? They were just there. I want to know. What did, did Trump see how fucked up things was and not sign the Insurrection Act? What? I'm vastly fucking curious. Wildly fucking curious. But let's wrap this up. Okay, weird. 
They also heard testimony from police and people who witnessed the shootings. The man who survived and Mr. Rittenhouse himself. On Wednesday, the judge criticized media coverage and, quote, irresponsible statements that he feels have sought to undermine the outcome. Quote, as I spoke about it on the first day of the trial, the results of the trial should be open to public scrutiny and the people should have confidence in the outcome of the trial. I think we can sorry, all agree that it's just a shame that irresponsible statements are being made, he said from the bench on November 17th. As the jury was absent, referring to a Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article about the judge's decision-making. Later, he added, quote, When I talked about problems with the media when this trial started, we are there in part, not fully, but in part because of grossly irresponsible handling of what the outcome of this trial is. And of what comes of this trial. The judge also said on Wednesday that he will reconsider allowing television trials in his courtroom in future proceedings. And that brings us to the end of this article and this episode of Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison. And I'll see you back here again at 1 o'clock for a, admittedly, slightly more disturbing episode. I'll catch you guys later. Thank you.